this pandemic has me all cooped up or man, I feel like I'm stuck at home. All those are affirmations. That's our little mind creating affirmations. So becoming aware gives us the opportunity of realizing what we are affirming in our lives, what we are creating and manifesting. Hello and welcome to Emotional Compass. This is Bodhi. And Abiel. We have been talking about the book Radical Acceptance by Tara Brack. We covered the first three chapters in our previous episode. And in this episode, we're going to cover chapters four, five, and six. And once again, if you haven't downloaded the book or haven't read the book, we highly recommend that you download it on your e-readers or go get a physical copy or get it on Audible. The audiobook is great. It's uh, Radical Acceptance by Tara Brack. And so you can follow along as to what we have been learning. And we're just going to share basically what jumped at us during the reading this book. Um, and as we mentioned in our previous episode, it's been a very, very emotional journey. I know it has been for me. I think you as well, Abiel, right? For sure. I've had my moments while going through the book that have caused me to do some inner work which at times uh, felt good, and at times it didn't feel so good. <laughs> but radical acceptance, right? Whether the good that's, or the bad. <laughs> that, that's the part. And, you know, just going through it, it immediately, um, the journey in life immediately gives you opportunities to put it into practice. Um, for instance, there's a situation at work that came about where I felt like there was some injustice. and. I started making stories in my mind about, you know, what's fair and what's not fair. And I just embraced it and I accepted it. And I, uh, I expressed my, my situation and within minutes it was resolved. But in the past, I, I, I could have literally skidded on that mental pattern for quite a bit and then ruined the beautiful day. But that radical acceptance is almost like a, an emergency e-stop for you just to come to your senses, to become aware, just to observe instead of react or get in a vicious mental pattern. So if you haven't downloaded the book, it's a great read. Um, it gives you an opportunity to uh, do that work, the work that will change your life. And I think it comes perfectly in time. I mean, I'm just surprised. It's no coincidence that we are reading this book because it's perfectly timed given our current pandemic situation. I find myself going through this uh, introspection on a daily basis. I feel like, why am I in this situation? But then I realize like, well, the entire world is in this situation and I just have to radically accept where I am. And there's no changing this situation, at least not in the immediate future. So there's nothing else but to accept it for what it is. And then that's the only way you can start making changes within your reaction to this situation. Because if you keep fighting it, you will not change the situation. And this actually reminds me of this quote that really jumped at me. I don't know in which chapter this is, but I just wanted to like get this out there because I thought it was an amazing quote which I have been like quoting friends and telling them, especially a friend of mine that's been going through a tough time. 
and I read this quote to him and it made a lot of sense to him. Of course, he did not want to accept his current situation. So it was kind of hard listening to this. But the quote is from uh, Buddha where it says, the Buddha taught that we suffer when we cling to or resist experience. When we want life different than it is. And it's such a beautiful quote because it's so apt to what we are going through right now with uh, the pandemic. If you cling to the fact that you want things to go back to normal, you're going to suffer. But if you accept it, if you don't resist this experience of the pandemic and being quarantined and being locked up, if you don't resist that, then you can start to make changes to your reactions to the situation. It's the mind has this funny way of always wanting to get what it wants instead of observing what it has and working with that. Um, I was also looking into, uh, there was this other funny quote I had talked to you about earlier in regards to our relationship with what the world is giving us. So I was telling you about our minds versus the world and how it's almost like this, the world throws a rock into this pond and we want to change those ripples that the rock has created. So we jump into the pond to smoothen out the ripples. So instead of actively going into the pond and smoothing out the ripples that life has created into our lives, it's our job to sit there and observe the pond until it becomes smooth once again. So acceptance to me is the ability to sit for the first time and to observe instead of flailing my arms in this pond trying to smooth out the ripples and even more so stop pounding the water because the ripples are still there. <laughs> <laughs> and this I could, sorry, go ahead. I could see myself slapping the water and be like, why are you not smooth anymore? <laughs> <laughs> because it's water, my friend. Be like water, my friend. Indeed. Perfect segue into chapter four, which is about being, uh, you know, being with your experience. Uh, there's this example of a meditation teacher called Jacob who's been diagnosed with Alzheimer's and he goes to teach a meditation class. And as soon as he sits himself down to start this class, he realizes that he has no idea where he is. He's terrified. He's perplexed. And he has no idea where he is, what he's doing, or who's in front of him. And so instead of fighting that experience, he closes his eyes and starts saying out loud what's happening with him. Like, I'm confused. I'm terrified. I don't know what I'm doing. What am I doing here? Who are all these people? Who am I? And the minute he stops fighting this experience and starts leaning into it, what happens is that he does not heighten his fight or flight response. He actually goes into that parasympathetic system where he calms down and goes into the th those theta waves of meditation 
And as he opens his eyes, he relaxes and comes back to his senses only to realize that his students are staring back at him and they're in tears. And they're in tears because they were like, you are the best meditation teacher we've ever had. And he's like, how so? He's like, because you taught us how to be present in the moment. You were so fully present in the moment. And that's exactly the kind of example we wanted to see is how to be present at that moment, how to be present with yourself, no matter what the experience is like. Well, talk about taking a tragedy and just being so mindful. That brings that gets me shills just listening to the story again. And how many times in my life I can apply that awareness, that mindfulness, that being present. That truly is a present. Yeah, that story really, really resonated with me because there are so many times where I have been in a situation where I'm maybe presenting in front of people and I'm trying to fight that feeling of I'm being terrified or maybe I don't know the material, don't have a good command of the material. And instead of finding that feeling, now I realize I should just lean into it and tell myself, it's going to be okay. You got this. It reminds me a lot of times when I'll be in a situation where I got to compete or I have to put myself out there for a presentation and my inner voice starts getting so loud. But that leaning, it's not like diving in there. It's just leaning. It's, a, it's an acceptance. It's a, it's a being present that unlocks so many keys of your true self. And that's all, in essence, that's all we're trying to do is we're, we're trying to come to our senses. We're trying to allow our minds to, to be quiet for a moment so source could shine through us. And whenever we're in that space of, of being, then it's, that's when miracles happen. That's when the best from you comes out. That's when the artist paints his best painting or the writer writes his best lyric. Beautifully put. I really like that. Yeah. Because when you're leaning into that, you're trying to tap more into your right brain and saying like, hey, can I elicit that creativity instead of just thinking with the logic brain that's trying to freak you out and saying, hey, there's something wrong here. You should do something about it. Yeah, it's that little voice that's constantly terrorizing us. And it's a beautiful gift to be able to practice our free will by becoming acquainted with who we are versus what that little voice is. That little voice has no power. It is us that give that little voice the power by paying attention to it and by inflating it. So by leaning in, by accepting, we disarm that little voice and it no longer threatens us. Now it could then become our friend. It could actually show us different aspects of ourselves. But if we take it too seriously and we freak out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I really like in the, the fifth chapter how she was very present with her physical sensations, talking about being present and really aware of yourself. Uh, not only just the mind, but the body as well. And she gave this example of 
always fighting with her son because he was always playing video games and he would not listen to her and do his homework. I mean, such a trivial example, right? But she went so much into detail on what was happening in her mind. Like every time she would go to him, she would already have her walls up and she'd already have her story in her mind that she needs to scold him and he doesn't listen. And, And she gives this example of the next time she was going to go to his room, she got there a little earlier and she just stood there before she entered his room. Of course, his door was closed and she was listening to the sounds of the video game through the door. And uh, she just sat with herself to see what comes up in her body. And she realized that there was a lot of fear, fear of failing as a mother. And that fear, acting out of that fear, she lashed out at him. So she was just basically projecting her fears on her poor child where he was just being a kid. He didn't know any better. And so when she sat down with herself and tried to understand where that fear was coming from and the source of that fear and how she can come to her child with more compassion instead of fear, her whole demeanor changed. She still had the same conversation with him that she usually does. But the way she approached that conversation changed. I love that because our environment is such a reflection of how we're feeling inside. I could remember um, going up to Toronto with my wife, Brooke, for um, a seminar on how to deal with situations, how to deal um, basically to create the reality that you want. And it basically started with yourself. So for me, just the same way that she was able to be present and release on that fear, I think he was able to anchor and see that within her and let her guard off. So when we were up in Toronto, we we would go out to restaurants and we'd go out to bars and we would go into these places thinking that that would be our the best experience that we would have in our lives. Like each person that we're going to meet that's going to be serving us, we're going to treat them like they're the most amazing server that we've ever had. And believe it or not, that turned our experiences into the most rewarding, gratifying experiences that we could ever have thought of by focusing our energy and giving out what we wanted to receive, which was like excitement, love, um, camaraderie, willingness to to share an experience as human with another human. So whenever that little voice, you give it a break and you, you have that moment to become present, your true self comes out and it connects with everything and everyone, with plants, animals, beings, because that which I recognize within me is the same that I recognize with, within you. That namaste comes out. And all of a sudden, you're about to stay and have this amazing life experience experience by being present, by being there. So that that moment that you could take with yourself to become present, to, to switch from left side of the brain to the right side of the brain unlocks so many secrets and unlocks so many talents that we have within ourselves. So... Her story touched me deeply because I could see that within myself, how my voice gets in the way 
and how I must come to my senses. I must come to my feelings, to my body, to my heart, to be able to be my true and highest self to interact with life. Oh, yeah. I, I can definitely relate that example to the times that I felt so much anger towards anyone. I mean, usually in a relationship. And this is a great way of basically pausing, checking the sensations in your body and trying to introspect. Where is this coming from? Why am I feeling this? Where, what's the source of this rage? Because there are some times when you get completely enraged and if you feed that fear, that rage just, you know, it just becomes like a wildfire. But if you take that pause and check with your body and check the sensation and reach deep down inside into the source of that feeling, more often than not, it just dissipates. And uh, building upon the example that you gave about your trip to uh, Toronto, uh, I just experienced this very recently. I mean, there are days when I'm not really loving this whole pandemic situation and I'll go out for a walk and uh, not one person will say hello to me because I'm just feeling grumpy and, you know, I'm just out there walking because I just need to walk or run. And uh, just a few days ago, I said to myself, you know what, I'm loving life, I love myself, and I was just feeling really happy, and I went out there, and suddenly, the sky is brighter, I can hear the birds chirping louder, <laughs> and everyone is telling me hello. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so true. Those affirmations, man. Affirmations work really well. The problem with affirmations is that we're constantly having affirmations and we're unaware that we're having them. Like, this, this pandemic has me all cooped up. Or, man, I feel like I'm stuck at home. All those are affirmations. That's our little mind creating affirmations. So becoming aware gives us the opportunity of realizing what we are affirming in our lives, what we are creating and manifesting. So... See a bright sky, see, see friendly neighbors, see the birds chirping, create those affirmations. Yeah, I mean, this book is a gift that just keeps on giving. And there's so many little nuggets of wisdom that keep jumping at me. And the way she tells the story, I highly recommend the audiobook through Audible. If you have a subscription on Audible, because... The woman that's been uh, narrating the story, she just has an incredible way of narrating. Yeah, she's definitely been a gift for me and my wife. We've really enjoyed going through this book and it's opened parts of myself that I thought were already open. And wrapping up, download the book, follow along. We have one more episode where we're going to cover the rest of the book coming next week. And like always, rate, review, subscribe. And please share this podcast with your loved ones. Totally. Remember, we love you and we care about you. And this is an act of love that we just, we just want to shine out there and have and build awareness of mental health and spirituality with anybody that's willing to share this space with us. Well, until next time, this is Bodhi. And I'll be L. The Emotional Compass. <laughs>